entire world is is going to crumble financially. This current setup that we have, and we're going to go into a brand new monetary system. Hey, this is Unrefined Podcast. I'm Brandon Spain, your host, with co-host Lindsay Waters. Welcome to another episode. Hey, everybody. We are here today with Michael Putris. Enoch is his handle on social media and... We are super excited today to get to hear his take on what's going on in the world. Just a lot of stuff that's happened recently and and perhaps towards the end times. And I've come to know him on a podcaster's group and he's a great guy. And he's been on our friends at Camp Hermon and talked you know, talked with them about some of this kind of stuff and is actually their editor. And anyway, so I wanted to get him on here and, and pick his brain and see what's going on in the world. And Lindsay is here. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, woo, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All in. Yeah. Michael, give us. Briefly, what got you into this researching, which, what you've been researching all these years, you know, the background behind that? It's been a long road because I'm very stubborn, uh, or as, it, as they say in the Bible, thick-necked. In 2004, my, my ex and I, we, we split up, and she immediately started using the children as weapons. Um, you know, like, I can't see them, uh, using them for uh, basically just just isolating us right uh, from each other so my kids who I was very close to my youngest one was really just developing she was two years old my oldest was four and uh, we had a we had we were very close because uh, you know I'm I'm a silly dad I'm a lot of fun to, to be around with and and our relationship with my ex um, had just deteriorated and 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 just so everyone knows I'm not I, I'm wasn't perfect, right? Uh, uh, my biggest problem is I'm perfectly fine sitting in a messy area. <laughs> it doesn't bother me <laughs> at all. But it that bothered that bothered her, for example, and and because of that, she felt like she was living with a second child or a third child, excuse me. And and so again, not saying uh, that that you know not, I'm pretty sure that that was pretty annoying for her. But in that separation, she used the children as weapons, which is not okay, and. Um, uh, so I, you know, tried, tried to navigate through that. And then in 2000, I finally, because the, when the children, when you're, when you love your children and they're taken from you, it, it, it's devastating to you. You have no mm. idea. You have no idea how many nights, how long you, you sit in the dark and you're, and you're crying because you, you miss your kids and, mm. and the, uh, um, and you need lots of money to get someone to fight for you in this Babylonian world we live in. So. And I imagine that there's not much help for 
husbands as there is for oh yeah, there's wives. No help for, there is no help for men. This yeah. was this like yeah. back back then, no help for men. And yeah. um, but hey, I mean, it, it turned me into the person I am today. So I I did have a room, a nice roommate for for a little bit, who and she really helped me. Um, just a roommate, just a roommate, just a friend. <laughs> yeah, because uh, <laughs> um, but we were very close, very close friends. Still to this day, she emails me. She was a Christian at the time, and or it's, it still is. Uh, but I wasn't. But I was starting to come to God. And in 2005, I ended up having a dream. And in this dream, I'm walking down a dirt road in Alberta. And in Alberta, we have these rolling hills, hills and valleys, right? And I'm, I'm by myself and I can see the mountains in the, in the far distance and um, the Rocky Mountains for, if you want to know the, the picture, but anyway, so dirt road uh, and Rocky Mountains in, in the far distance, like it's a long walk. And this bus drives by and pulls over. And I walk on this, uh, along the side of the school bus. And it's not a short bus. It's a, it's a full bus. Um, <laughs> and, and I walk along it. And the doors open. And I look in. And it's Jesus Christ sitting at, the, sitting at the driver's seat. And he's saying, get on. And I wake up. And so I, I start to look into Christianity a little bit. I start to, you know, I talk about it. My mother is a minister for, for the United Church. Uh, so that's church light. Um, I keep telling her, I'll come to watch your sermons when you start preaching on uh, Revelation. All right. Because she does all the, you know, God loves you and Jesus loves you. And by no means am I saying my mom is any more evil than any of us. Right. She just, she just is under the whole, the whole belief structure that God is love, right? Because that's what she was taught in, in her, uh, in her education when she went to uh, become a minister. So I start talking about it and I start to bring it up to my friends. And I have one friend who is very much not a Christian and he, in his very clever way, he's a, he's a, he's, he was a master manipulator. We're not friends anymore. And he steered me away from it. And I never so I'm like, yeah, that may, okay, yeah, totally, that makes sense, right? And then, so in 2008 or 2007, 2008, I, I met another woman and we um, got on and, and my life was starting to rebuild and uh, I was starting to get some traction. I graduated from broadcasting school and I got a decent a position in a small company so I could do a lot. I could do pretty much everything. And that's, that's what I did. Like I did, I did camera work. I did audio. I did editing, I did producing. Like I, I did it all. So I got a lot of, a lot of practice. Um, but my ex thought I was rolling in the dough and still, still using the, the children as um, tools of torture. But I would see them basically four days a month. And at this time, and most of you, when you, when you listen to this, um, you are listening to the education that you've received from the people who are creating tax credits on a family law system. So basically creating massive wealth. So when I get into this, you need to understand that I under, I know exactly what's going on. So make sure you get to the end before before you start judging. So 
my at the time my ex came to me and said you know you need to you need to start paying me child support and i said no i don't have to pay you child support i will raise my children with you right so if there are any bills we can we can look at those bills together we can make those choices together and we'll move forward that way you don't need i'm paying for this house here you kicked me out of that house. You're responsible for that house. I'm responsible for my house. I'm not paying for two houses, basically, right? So when they have school bills, we split those bills. When we have to buy clothing, we will go and we will buy them clothing. Right? I am a part of this family. And because, because she's using uh, the children, and I, I basically I have no say. I'm just a man. I, this is really what she said to me. I'm just a man. I have no responsibility in raising children because men are violent and shouldn't be anywhere near children. That tells you something about her past, if, if you read between mm -hmm. the lines. So, mm -hmm. so um, anyway, uh, so I just said, well, if you're keeping me out, then you're keeping me out. I'm not paying you to raise my children. So that was that, and that's where I sit to this day, just so everyone is clear more than happy to but any any sort of court judgments anything like that, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me in a situation where you are split up you need to treat the mother with respect and dignity and you need to treat the father with respect and dignity and when that happens you can you can raise a well-balanced child I mean, it's better when you're together but if if such a thing should happen then they're in and it, sometimes it will be difficult you'll you'll read things differently right but uh you, you need to work together and i was completely removed and then when i said no and she ended up filing for court like this is kind of how crazy it was she put in a affidavit uh for because she wanted a protection order that i was across the street sitting in my car waiting for her to come home so i could stab her and and Luckily, because my children were being used as weapons and I wasn't seeing them and it was driving me crazy, I was talking to a doctor at the time, at that very time where she said I'm across the street, where she put this in a, in a protection order. Now, if someone is sitting outside, this is, this is just so we can understand what, you know, how genuine people, you know, when, when people make their choices. You can understand how genuine and how much they really believe something. So in the protection order. So if I'm across the street, sitting in a car waiting to stab someone, do you call your lawyer first? No, you call the police. So anyway, I'm sitting at work now. This is a couple of days later. And I get this order that I, I can't be in, in, have any contact with them. I was outside of the house waiting to stab them, says a witness. And, um, and so I'm, I'm like, what is going on? So absolutely floored me, absolutely rocked me. Like I crumbled. Um, and, uh, I just, I saw the writing on the wall. Didn't, I didn't see my kids at all. Uh, probably, probably for a, a full collection of before they're adults, I don't see them at all now, but before they're adults, I didn't see them for almost all their life, 10 years combined anyway so in 2009 i uh we ended up going to court and she filed 
went up to going to court. And so I'm like, what's going on here? How is what she's doing? How is this allowed to happen? Like taking me to court and she's doing all this stuff to me, right? That's got to be illegal. There isn't, I mean, it, it technically is, but there's, there is no protection for fathers, right? So if someone is keeping you from your child, you really have no recourse um, unless you really know the law, right? And you do it yourself because the police won't help you. They won't file for you. Uh, the courts won't file for you. They won't push something through unless they're getting money from you, right? So, so the whole thing, the whole thing about the court system is you need to facilitate judgments because judgments create tax credits so the courts can make lots of money. And so I, I began studying all this stuff. So I, I, knew, I knew enough right away that what's going on is monetarily based. So I didn't know enough to argue in court, but I knew enough to... And you never argue in court, just so we're clear. You, you have everything set up before you even go so that there is no argument. They have nothing to argue. Um, if you go to argue in court, you've already lost. And so, you, so basically, I learned quickly, basically, how the monetary system kind of works. Now, if you hear, ever hear from people and they say, money is made from nothing, stop listening to them. <laughs> because they're just parroting what they've heard from someone else. You need to hear how the money is actually made, right? So, if, well, how is money made? So if someone says that, well, sure, it's made from, from nothing, but there has to be some sort of process. What's that process? And if they can't tell you, stop listening to them, because <laughs> they don't know. They don't know how government finance works. And they're just parroting. Oh, I'm giving you a whole bunch of stuff, and you just asked me how did I get here. Um, <laughs> I, I apologize. So, so anyway, for, through all this stuff, I started looking at government finance. I got strong enough in it that I ran for a member of parliament, which is our federal um, in Canada here. It's our federal system. I ran for member of parliament in 2019. I lost. Uh, I was only 50,000 votes shy of winning. And um, <laughs> in in 75,000, I think it was, or 100,000. Anyway. Um, and then I became a Christian in 2020 when I realized what I just saw what government was doing. And I started researching and I got into, I got into some of the, the deeper stuff, found the giants, the prophets, and realized, oh my goodness, God is real. And then I just started going, launching into what's going on today because I have the government finance background. So I know when people are lying because they don't go into the honesty of the, of the acts and statutes that are released. So I follow people that way. And now I see the entire world is, is going to crumble financially. This current setup that we have and we're going to go into a brand new monetary system. We're going to switch to two systems. We're going to go th into the World Economic Forum system first to scare everyone. And then they'll bring in the real beast system, which is the AI-controlled monetary system. And uh, yeah, we're in for a ride. Anyway, so that's what got me started. It all came from great pain, but now we're doing some, you know, I'm able to do something about it and understand what's going on very well. Yeah. 
So in some of the other interviews that I've heard you talk about, and, and this is why I really wanted to have you on our show, is so much out there is there's this myth that there is a good side and a bad side, that there is a, I just actually quoted this lady today, or actually commented, I'm sure it'll end up in an argument, but I'll end that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was just like, anyway, yep, shoot that rabbit. So there's a good good guy, bad guy. A lot of this came from Q and, and Anon and the white hat, the black hats, all that. So, so why is all that kind of stuff important to know with what's going on and when what's going to come out of the whole situation? Um, so, okay, yeah. So like, why is the white hat, black hat narrative being used? Is, is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically it's interesting because I see the white hat deceiving loads of christians yeah loads that's because they christians. use the word jesus they think yeah. they think it means something from them right well and you had all these shucksters that that, that put out these prophetic words that trump was going to get reelected, and you know he's the savior and blah blah yeah. blah but in, anyway so that that's what attracted me because you can ask Lindsay when when trump was elected um i told him i said there's something not right about this i mean i'm not saying that on the outside, I don't agree with more what Trump is doing politically. Okay, mm -hmm. that's not what I'm saying. But it seems like to me that there is two competing cabals that are trying to take over the world. I said this yeah. back in 2016, 2017. And it just seemed suspicious to me. And I always figured that, you know, at the time, Hillary and Trump were, were the, the same coin, different sides. Mm -hmm. And so as we've seen that people being sucked into the Q and the Anon movement. How is all that important in setting up what's to come? All right. So is that clear like mud? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. I need, I need like four word questions for this uh, attention span. I understand. So, all right. So let's, let's look at a little bit, a few definitions then. Okay. Right. So, so we have, we have Q, right. And we have the Anons cause so they're separate. And then what we keep seeing these memes with white hat, black hat, right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we are already trained to think dualistically in a dualistic mind. So let me give you an example that is away from this white hat, black hat. And, okay. and it is understanding government finance. Cause this is how I've, you know, figured everything out. So, so in the United States, there was the talk of basically paying off everyone's tuition. That was mm -hmm. last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the one side said, no, you took out a loan, you need to pay it. The left side is tuition shouldn't cost this much. This is basically economic torture and uh, I'm not paying it. Both are right and both are wrong. Because you need a little bit of right and you need a little bit of wrong for one side to pick it. You need a little bit of right and a little bit of wrong on the other side for people to pick it. And basically, so you'll get the conservative people picking you, you took out a loan, you need to pay. It. And then you have the liberal side saying things shouldn't cost this much. You know, I'm not going to pay it. Instead of let's negotiate a better rate, right? <laughs> let's negotiate a, a, it's I'm not paying it, right? So that, that is wrong. You took out you took out something 
Now, so a duality is created in this situation. One side of the media will be, which is the conservative side, and the other side of the media, which is the liberal side, right? And that's what you hear. So that's what people will argue and talk about because people are parrots. They just argue and talk about what is what they've heard. They don't think about what they've heard. They don't read. They won't. They won't pick up a um, the laws that state in government finance what is actually going on. So when somebody takes out those loans, right, that that money, a contract is made, and that contract is based on value, right? There's and there's a few things that that create that value. Number one is when you go to school, you become, in theory. You become a educated person, so you be a benefit to society. <laughs> so then, that is something that you can invest in. You're investing on futures with that. So right. then, tax credits. So there is value. Government sees value in that. So then, tax credits can be created to pay for that education. Now, the banks that you get these loans from. They're not giving you their money. You personally, with your signature, are creating the tax credits. The bank is the middleman. You don't need the bank. You personally are creating those tax credits to create that loan. Right? So it goes through the government, the government, or sorry, goes through the bank. The bank is the third party. And then you are supposed to pay the government back because you agree on the contract that you will pay them this money. So when you understand that the, the tax, that tax credits created this, that the banks didn't uh, give you any of their property, you really don't owe anything. But there is a debt that has been created. So in reality, in reality, you could just create tax credits to wipe out that debt. The same way that tax credits were created to create that debt. Once you have a debt, it is in your name. Then you can you can take that debt and you can you can put a, write out a new contract, send that into the CRA or the IRS. CRA is is Canada, yeah. and they can create the tax credits to pay for it. And all that does is balance it out. That balances out the the debt that they say you owe, because a debt was created upon debt. Right? They're using futures to create that debt. There's no value, right? So. There's no real value. It's futures. It's your perceived value. And if you're taking a women's lib course, you're, <laughs> A, you're going to be brainwashed and you're going to be pretty much useless, worthless to the future. You're going to be a detriment. You're going to be a roadblock for advancement. So the other thing, too, is that bank that, that, bank that you have can take on the back end all of the debt that they create and create tax credits for them to build <laughs> i'm probably going a little too deep but they can create tax credits to do other things within government to pay for other government contracts and because what happens is that corporation then is a co-surety in the and the government is a co-surety as well 
in that contract that that you signed so that as a co-surety then you have the benefit to use that registered debt to create tax credits for whatever purpose you see fit whether for example you want to build dumbs across the in the earth um mm-hmm. you can you can do that by by creating tax credits and pay for it that way so all the people that are digging the tunnels all of the the um all of the contractors are doing that right it's i mean it's it's trillions upon trillions of dollars and how do you do that how do you do that without including the the population well you do it in uh, in the in the back end just like when you go to a website the website has a back end that you can't see you can't see all the work mm-hmm. going on behind it that's how they do it there so in the, coming back to the question <laughs> again it's just cuz you really need to understand uh the, the background the background yeah. to to yeah. understand what I'm saying. So if you understand how the tax credits are created and convert into currency, then you understand that the tuition is just created for something for both sides to argue about and choose a side. Everything that is brought in, in front, you have Fox, which is junk news, and you have CNN, which is junk news, or NBC, or anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. You're not getting any real news from them. Uh, you're just right. seeing narratives. So when you, if you're watching news, just look at what narrative they're delivering to you, and uh, know that it, know that it is manipulation to, to invoke a uh, response from you, and they will have the answers later on down the road for you to choose. So it's the duality. So when you look at the white hat, will always look to give you something that is virtuous that you want, freedom. And and uh, uh, making and then, America great again, mega and mega is yep. the fifth level of satanic priesthood. So, and then where we go, one we go all is directly under that. Where do you think you're going? You're going to hell. Mm. Where we go, one we go all, mega satanic worship. You follow mega, you're going to hell. That's what that's telling you. So, and people are like, yeah, yay. So, um, and look it up. Just go to the Satanic website or go to the wiki if you don't want to go straight to their website. And they will, they will give you the five levels. And if in India, uh, they also have the same levels and Mega is used or Magnus. It's not Magnus in, in India, but they do have Mega. And it is also the fifth level of priesthood. So, they're... Um, they're on the same side, basically. Uh, so, all right. Now, so with the white hat, what the white hat is delivering to you for you to choose, right, is um, abundance and freedom. And what the what the other side is doing, the black hat, right, that that is seeming virtuous and just wanting to help with the with the injections, for example. And the medical stuff that we have, you want our medicine, you want all, you know, you want all this stuff. So that is the, that's the Canaanite black hat that has been in power the last 120 years. And what's, what's fooling people is, yeah, you want this medicine. No, this medicine is poison and it's derived from oil because you can take oil and it's very malleable in the chemistry. So, so oil can change into various number of medications. Mm. Right. So, so when you take something that is 
created synthetically, it's most likely 100% derived from oil. petroleum. Petroleum, yeah, yeah petroleum yeah. products. Yeah. So, so the the so the black hats are trying to give you safety, right? Safety, but always their safety is under scarcity. So we only have a little bit of this. We only have so much of this. So we got to be careful with it. So then you could be charged because of that narrative. You can be charged tons of money, and people go, "Oh yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense." Right, so that that's the black hat, right? Where the, <laughs> like you're paying million. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> using a voice and fingers you can't see as I tap my fingers together like I'm Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Uh, so, 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 but that's that's the black. So the black hat. So they charge you, but you you get a reason, you get an excuse in with the black hats on why things cost so much. You get an excuse on on um but every but everything is reason so that you will agree right so and that's why we're 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 now at the place where depopulation through assisted suicide is okay and if you're feeling a little down yeah we understand you want to end your life so we'll help you right that's that's where we are in canada right that's that's going around so um uh, but that's that's how we get here with with these so-called black hats and then the white hats are abundance right i mean who doesn't want abundance right? Abundance is great, but it is abundance mm. without restriction. So this abundance that is coming, and none of us, we don't have attention spans. We don't have the ability to think for ourselves. We continuously go to our media or the new media to get our information. And so with this abundance, we're also going to get instruction with this abundance. So mm. when you look at Hillary Clinton, for example, in that, or now it is Biden or Donald Trump, um, each one is backing uh, is backing one of those options. So they're not actually for you. And if you know if you know the person's name in this so-called um, leadership, they're not in charge of anything. Just so just so we're clear, right? Yeah, they, yeah. There's yeah. if you know their name, they're not in charge of anything. They signed a contract to get where they are, and and they. And and also a satanic contract. They are demonically charged. They are demonically instructed uh, when they when they move forward in their in their plans. So it's almost like Satan. I mean, we really don't even know the Satan's real name. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in the Bible, it's never it's not listed. I mean, we've claimed Lucifer, but Lucifer's really not the Satan. And nope. so same with elites that are in charge. You really don't know their name. It's like Harry Potter, the him who should not be named sort of, you know, mm -hmm. it's it, behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. is, that, is that a good example? Yeah. 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 Well, well, Lucifer is a, is a term created by the Freemason, like the, this Canaanite yeah. Freemason order that was created in 1390 or something like that. Um, right. So yeah, Freemason, Freemason. If you if you know Gary Wayne, for example, he has put it all together in his the Genesis Six conspiracy book. But Freemasonry has been around since the antediluvian times because what what they what they practice in Freemasonry is the same religious structure, same ritual structure that has been practiced since the antediluvian times. So Freemasonry mm. has been around forever. It's not going away once they get rid of all these mundane Freemasons. It's yeah. That's just yeah. the facilitation into the new world order that we're going in. 
So yeah, I, I tell people we're going into this new world. You know, the new world order is coming. The Great Reset is coming. And no, we're being saved by the White Hats. That's not what's happening. They're being destroyed right now. And you know, and you try to tell them, but but yeah, I'm I'm just I'm crazy for seeing both sides. Anyway, well, kind of what I see, Enoch here, is almost this sort of the pattern you're seeing is, is this sort of trap where, at least for us. We're looking left and running from the black hats mm -hmm. into the arms of the white hats. 100%. Who offer us salvation. And, but their plan isn't any different at the end of the day than the black hats. Is that kind of, does that sum it up pretty well? The, or? the end is no different. How we get yeah. there, how we get there is different. Yeah. Because you got to choose something, right? Yeah. How does that relate to kind of the, Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. The whole Hegelian dialectic, the whole problem, reaction, solution. Okay. Uh, so problem, reaction, solution is a v extremely simplified way to explain the Hegelian dialectic. Um, mm -hmm. right, so, so if you look at its uh, thesis, antithesis, or antithesis, if you want to bother people, uh, and, and synthesis. So synthesis yeah. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. So if you take the Hegelian dialectic, so yeah, problem, reaction, solution. So how people know it, know it today is a problem is created. You wait for the public to react and then you show them the solution. Thesis is, so there is a theory, there's this theory, and then there's the opposite theory. And then the synthesis is if you meld both of these together, you will re you will eventually reach ultimate truth. Because mm. mm. everyone has to know some bit of truth, right? So how this is how true Christianity or following Yahushua HaMashiach, um, I just use the word Christianity because that's what everybody understands it as. But I just say I follow Yahushua HaMashiach, I follow Jesus Christ. Because Christianity has been it's an English, it's a created word. So I'm perfectly fine just saying, I follow the Bible. I've been born again. I, you know, I don't need to put born again Christian. I am born again. I follow Yahushua HaMashiach. And that should be enough for people. Because if you use, people are triggered to hear the, what, that word Christianity, right? So, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, that's, that's all I say. I read the Bible. I understand, well, not fully, <laughs> not, none of us do, <laughs> but, uh, um, but, I follow the Bible, and from what I understand, that's how I'm led. So, um, in the Hegelian dialectic, so let's use an example. All right, so who wants to participate with me out of you two? Uh, I'll do it. All right, so Brandon, you really, really like chicken. All we do on this island is we eat chicken. But you like just, you all you want, just like the word, is how it's presented. You want just the cooked chicken. I want deep fried and um, and battered breaded chicken. Okay, but because the island here, I'm 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 the one who wants that deep fried, and I need to get you to allow this deep fried chicken. So using the Hegelian dialectic, I would say, well, well, let's just have a discussion about it. Okay, okay, Brandon. Can we have a discussion okay. about it? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, all right. So I would like to have uh, this deep fried chicken. 
with uh, I want it breaded and uh, it will it will taste delicious. It has all these spices and all these all this uh, uh, wonderful stuff, this this salt, and it's going to be uh, the extra, and it's just going to it's just just going to taste a lot better. Yeah, but um, we we haven't ever had that here. I, I don't really think you know we need to rock the boat or, or, or change. Do you? I think it's important to have options, and if we so if we include this, you can always have it just the way you want it. But if someone should should come, we should. You know what? I understand exactly what you're saying, and and. I do, I do mostly agree with you. So instead of having the breaded, deep fried chicken, why don't we just add the spices to it? And then it's still, it's, it's still pretty much just like how you serve it. But now we just have some spices on it and just to give it a little different flavor. Is that yeah, reasonable? I think we, yeah, yeah, that's reasonable. We, yeah, that's a good compromise. Compromise is a good thing. Yeah, there we go. Hegelian dialectic. So. We've taken the chicken the way it has always been, and now we have now we have a new way. Something new has come, and we're able to spice the chicken. But my goal, right? So now I have it spiced. So down the road, I I already have this planned. Down the road, hey, we have all the spices on. That was really good, wasn't it? Well, that was really fun to have it all spicy. Well, let's bread it now. Let's try the breading, and we just do a thin coating, just a thin coating of bread. Right, and then, and so each time something new is brought into the discussion, and <laughs> and it has completely changed the situation that you're in. So the the Hegelian dialectic is is basically how Dr. Judd Burton said it's witchcraft, right? It's mm. it's called the the Freemasonic law of three. So you mm. you have three pillars basically, and to change a mind, three strikes you're out. Baseball is highly Masonic, just so, just so you know. So basically, the Galian dialectic is used to water down ever real truth has been created. So that's its whole and utter creation. And, and the, the law of three, it's been around since the antediluvian times. Um, and it's been written down since I think, 500 years before Yahushua HaMashiach was born. Um, I can't remember his name. I'd have to, I'd have to look it up. Um, Heretocles or some, something like that. Don't, don't, yeah, don't even look that up. It's probably way off. No, that, that, that sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. Uh, uh, name. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, so that's basically the law of three and that's what the Hegelian dialectic is. It is just a way to negotiate. So if you have a different, so back 2000 years ago, we knew how the Bible was read. Right, we understood how the we understood the demonic world, how it interacts with us, how we even understood how we could bring them about um, through child sacrifice. You create the great sin, and you continuously do the great sin to bring in the iniquity, and and then the demonic then come because then they could use you. Right, so mm-hmm. that is that was understood back then. And then we have the Hegelian dialectic was brought in and someone like Dr. Judd Burton, a wonderful man. He is totally the uh, Council of Nicaea was, was not anti-Christian. It, it, he's a defender of the faith. 
And he's right. I mean, yes. But it was also, the Council of Nicaea was also a place for the Hegelian dialectic to be used to water down the church. So yes, they were using true, it was just a step, right? So they were using um, a truth. They were using what made sense to organize it so that there weren't a lot of crazy people going around creating Gnostic fallacies and associating with Jesus Christ, right? Because the Gnosticism was very big. And so that that was the goal, was to try to stop the So it was cause, reaction, solution. So, well, this is happening, so let's do this, right? And so that's what the Council of Nicaea was. So, yes, it was it was created to organize the church, but then it was also used later on. So the next time you talk about it, it was used to water down. So the Council of Nicaea was not evil, but it was used for evil, in my view, excuse me. Not evil. Yes. Not evil, but was evil has used it, and then to water down to water down the the, the belief structure of what the Bible says. Yeah, you know, I find it really interesting. I've been studying for another podcast, uh, Crowley, and I find it interesting. One of his in his confessions, one of his book he wrote, he wanted to eradicate Protestants, and this is no offense to Catholics. I'll just caveat that that he wanted to eradicate Protestants and Jews. But the Catholics were okay because they were pagan like he was. So mm-hmm. I see in what you're talking about that continued dialectic happening and, and, and watering down the, the church over the years to, to where it became more of a pagan-based institution, you know, versus not the church, not the universal church, the, the Roman Catholic church. Mm-hmm. No, that was clear. Yeah, that was clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, so you have you have like the saints, right? And the saints are really just the old gods. So, yep. yeah, um, even even their statues. I mean, they, they took the old statues of the old gods and said, "Hey, this is Saint Peter. This is Saint." Mm-hmm. I come from an Anglican background, so you know, I'm Me familiar too. with a lot of the yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, and kind of what was done to with our founding fathers here in the states too if you've ever been to dc and seen some of those statues mm. no i haven't i i haven't been to the states in a long time or washington sitting on a throne like zeus and um yeah i mean it's just obvious they've got pantheon scenes and and all sorts of stuff it's yeah george washington was ascended was uh, has been ascended into godhood in the capital yeah yeah under the dome yeah. under the uh Mathiosis. yeah yeah and if you understand frequency, you know why he was put there. All right, go, go there. Tell us. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, that sounds good. Well, that's yeah. that's a really big one. Let's chase, let's chase this rabbit. Yep. And amazingly enough, we went there. Of course, you knew we would. So stay tuned for part two with Micro Futures next week. In the meantime, though. Check out our new merch shop. See link in the show notes. Thanks for listening and supporting us. And remember, stay naturally supernatural.